Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chickdays. Pennsylvania may claim the title of top mushroom-producing state, but Wisconsin can claim a few mushroom growers as well. For the Midwest Farm Report, this is Carrie Mess. I talked with Jennifer Brown. She is the general manager at River Valley Ranch. She taught me more about this unique crop and how they are using some really interesting ways to market their products. Jennifer, tell me about River Valley Ranch and the history there. We're a mushroom farm. We're just at the Illinois border. We're a nice distance between Chicago and Kenosha. We're in a little town called Slade's Corners, which is unincorporated, so if anyone looks us up, it's actually Burlington, Wisconsin. The farm has been in operation since 1976. Originally, where the owner, his parents, I should say, began the farm was in a floodplain down by the Fox River, and the state actually moved us up to where we're now located in the mid-80s. Been in operation since 76 and been where we're at since mid-80s. You are the first mushroom farmer I have ever talked to, and I would bet most Most of our listeners haven't ever talked to a mushroom farmer either. So let's start with the basics. Tell me about the mushrooms you grow on the farm. We grow all the agaricus species, which would be the standard white crimean portobello that you see in grocery stores. We also do, on a smaller scale, we grow oyster mushrooms, shiitake mushrooms, lion's mane mushrooms, and king oyster. Do you sell direct to consumers or more to stores and restaurants? To both. Um, We actually have a retail store on site, so we're open year-round. So in the winter, a good majority goes straight through our retail sales here on the farm. But year-round, we sell to some local grocery stores. Pick and Save right in Lake Geneva is one of them. We also, though, sell to stores and restaurants in Chicago and in Milwaukee. I want to say probably about 40 different locations between Chicago and Milwaukee. We have a lot of local that come just to pick up. A lot lot of local businesses come to pick up from us. And uh, in the summer, and even now, winter farmers markets are actually just becoming a little more popular over the past few years, but in the summer we're at roughly 30 different markets a week. I was looking around on your website and you guys have tried out a lot of interesting ways to sell your mushrooms including having your own restaurant. Yeah, that is now closed down. Uh, Yes, for several years we tried to make, it was a restaurant retail store in Chicago. We did keep the home delivery service open, mainly because we have a Chicago warehouse for all of our Chicago markets and our Chicago deliveries, so they're able to to keep the home delivery service open for anyone that that missed the store there. Give me an idea of the scale of your farm. What's the ballpark on how many pounds of mushrooms you produce each week? If we're doing everything correctly, we should be harvesting about 15,000 pounds of mushrooms a week. Tell me more about what the setup for growing all of those mushrooms looks like. So we do have, uh, it's a pretty, I wouldn't say large facility compared to most, but um, we grow on about 32,000 square feet now. Um, And yeah, it is, it's a main barn. And then off the barn, we have Quonset huts. So um, kind of like a a greenhouse looking structures jutting off of the building, Um, but it's all enclosed. It's all covered with steel. We have six houses we grow in. Um, and then we have a shiitake room. Is that because you have to keep the shiitake mushrooms separated because they'll spread spores around? A little bit, but more so because the oyster um, is actually the bigger culprit. Um, mm-hmm. And so we have to keep, we keep our shiitake separate from our oyster, really due to the oyster. They do release a lot of spores. 
As a mushroom lover, I have always had a question on the food safety side of things. Being that mushrooms are grown in compost, what do you have to do on your end to make sure there's no contamination from bacteria? We do all of our own composting here, um, and we're actually also kind of leads into this. We're certified by MOZA, Midwest mm-hmm. Organic um, yeah. Sustainability. But we, yeah, we have our own guidelines for composting as well as we have to follow their guidelines and buy in from three to four local horse stables. We buy in all their bedding, and we have a pretty complex process. It's an easy process, yet complex at the same time. We actually, you know, we have to really watch our temperatures. You know, we have to make sure we're hitting 170 degrees in order to cook out any contaminant. And on top of that, we also have a pasteurization tunnel that we we built actually just maybe five to six years ago. I'm trying to remember when we completed it. Um, But once our compost is um, at the stage we need it at, or I should say the mushrooms need it at, uh, it gets moved into our pasteurization tunnel, and that also finishes off the compost. It regulates the heat in there because, you know, obviously we're killing off any any bad microbes with our heat process, but also we don't want to kill off all the microbes because there are some the mushrooms need to feed on. Yeah, all that whole process with the heat, watching our heating and, and going through pasteurization tunnel makes it a safe product to grow and harvest and eat from now. So are all of your mushrooms sold under organic certification? They're all grown certified organic. We we find, you know, not as many people are as particular about whether they're or not they're organic. Um, so it seems kind of silly, but we do have two price points for our wholesale customers just so we can get into more grocery stores. But yeah, everything we grow is organic. Not everything sold is labeled as organic, but it's all processed the same. Pennsylvania is the number one mushroom state by far, but where does Wisconsin rank? Pretty sure it's maybe half a percent, if if even that. So we're not a big player. I don't know of really any other agaricus. I mean, I'm I'm speaking more from the the agaricus, so the white criminy and portobello side of things. Um, We're not really that big of an exotic grower, so I'm more familiar with all all of the agaricus growers, and there's few to none in this area for sure. So there are a lot of mushroom growers in the east, but are there more in other parts of the country? I'm not 100% sure. I know when I've gone out, like, like to California. I know there are some growers out that way. Again, a lot of what I was seeing, though, is more of the exotic. And when I say, I, I consider shiitake an oyster exotic. Like I said, just because we're white criminy portobello based, I always consider everything else kind of exotic. I think most people at the grocery store would probably think of those as exotic as well. We've come a long way from just your standard white mushroom, but customers are looking for those more unusual types of mushrooms now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I know, you know, there's a lot, even at farmers markets we go to now, there's a lot more small vendors who are growing exotics at home maybe and bringing them. So we're seeing a lot more of that, a lot more of those exotic varieties popping up at farmer's markets from other people, but that's not our standard standard crop. Canada is now becoming a big agaricus importer. I've seen more and more people interested in growing their own mushrooms. There's a lot of places online that sell kits or logs for people to try their hand at mushroom farming. You guys even sell kits too, right? Yeah, and those are easier. I mean, you know, you can buy the block, you can buy the log for all those exotics and do it at home or do it in a really small facility where the agaricus mushrooms, you have to have a manure bay substrate. You know, they, they need, it's actually the straw, I should say. They just have such a specific, more of a specific requirement, I guess, that it's just a lot more difficult for people to grow the agaricus at home than it is for the exotic. Like I said, you can buy blocks and logs right off the internet for those and grow them. 
So when people think of a crop, they think of putting seeds in the ground and watching something grow from it. But that's not how it works for mushrooms because you need spores rather than seeds. So tell me, where do you get those spores and what does the actual planting, for the lack of a better term, look like? Out in Pennsylvania, they have at least three to four that I'm aware of facilities that all they do is produce and sell spawn because it has to be like so sterile. Any contaminant can get into the the spawn and um, you might not be growing exactly what you bought. So yeah, we buy we buy from a place called Amicel and we buy their spawn for our crop. So, um, they grow the spores on a, uh, it's a granule of grain and they start to inoculate that with the spawn and then it goes into a big vacuum sealed bag and shipped out and once it's come in contact with the correct environment, air temperature, moisture level, all that good stuff, then it, it starts to grow in our compost after we mix it in. So you do kind of plant mushroom seeds then. Tell me about what the growing rooms look like. We typically in one growing room, uh, we try to get in 160 trays and they're 21 square feet each. So, you know, each crop roughly has 3,500 square feet of growing space if we fill it all the way. That was Jennifer Brown. She is the general manager at River Valley Ranch, a mushroom farm near the state line. You can check out their website and learn more about how mushrooms are grown here in Wisconsin at rvrvalley.com. For the Midwest Farm Report, this is Carrie Mess.